0: from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio. Welcome to
1: Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly
0: presented by NEMA and Sourced.
1: Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and today I am joined in studio by a powerhouse herself, Miss Hilda Abbott. Good morning, Hilda. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Hilda, she owns a successful company here in Gwinnett County. It is called Root Hill, and she is the founder and CEO. Uh, recently, you might have caught her during the GLOW series. She was one of the esteemed speakers on the panel. I unfortunately did not get to catch that, but I heard great things, Hilda. Mm-hmm. Share with our listeners a little bit about your company if they are unfamiliar with what you do in the, in the um,
0: county. Well, Root Hill Companies um, was founded back in September of 2021. Um, I come from a background of over 23 years in the real estate industry. It's very unique. Our company is everything is centered around real estate, but it's very diverse in what real estate is. So we practice what is residential real estate, commercial real estate, investment, um, education in real estate, mentoring in real estate, um, as well as bringing in um, nonprofits as well. So it's a very interesting company. I'm very proud of our team and the success that we've had thus far Um, and we're just looking to expand and grow and teach our community what real estate really means.
1: You know, the term real estate is largely misconstrued and it encompasses a lot of things. You and I were speaking before the show about your passion to kind of pour into what you do and the unique culture that your company breeds. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit about some of the initiatives that you guys have
0: going on within Root Hill Mm -hmm. that you look to kind of, um, you know, gain some exposure Mm -hmm. through? So we formed a nonprofit um, called Root Hill Cares. And with Root Hill Cares, it is to facets of it. We have the first phase, which is to help um, elderly and disabled homeowners that may be at the brink of having to sell their home or lose their homes based on repairs because the taxes um, have gone up. They're on a strict um, um, fixed income and cannot fix their roof, fix the bathroom, or they need um, to change their tub to be a shower. They're getting older. And root health care is will come in and do those repairs um, for them so that way then they could keep being in their home. The second part of it is um, Fire Lab, which is Future Youth Real Estate Lab, and that is helping our youth understand what real estate really means, which is an investment. So instead of thinking about investment in an IRA, investing um, in the stock market, this is a very good way to create generational wealth if you treat it properly and you know what you're doing with experts leading the way. So those are two of the initiatives that we have going on that I'm very proud of
1: that's very exciting. Oftentimes people don't really think of, um, like what you mentioned with Root Hill cares as you age and need some ADA modifications Mm -hmm. made or things like that. That's wonderful that you're able to work with those homeowners. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, um, like subcontracting
0: team that works for you, like general contractors that go in and do those repairs, or do you outsource that piece? Well, that comes from the part of my husband's company. He has um, a construction and remodeling company, and actually that's where the concept came from. Um, They were at a job site and had to go get some materials at Home Depot, um, and one of the gentlemen, which is um, um, Rudy's construction manager, stopped by the plumbing area and saw this elderly woman um, probably in her late 70s looking for some parts so he asked he's like well how can I help you I mean she just looked very distraught Mm -hmm. didn't know what she was looking for and she told him well my sink is leaking and the plumber wants to charge me seven hundred dollars to fix it I just want to see what I could do I don't have the money so Long story short, he bought the piece that it was, and he actually came back and said, I think you're going to be upset, but I think you're going to be excited as well. (laughs) He went to their house, and it took them half an hour and $20 to fix this repair that this other contractor was going to charge her $700 for. So that's where the concept of Root Hill Cares Through um, Helping the Elderly and Disabled came about. Wow gosh
1: I hate that mm-hmm. I hate that
0: people are taking advantage of like that and that's mm-hmm.
1: amazing that you and your husband both share that passion for giving back mm-hmm. now the name of your company I'm going to kind of put you on the spot because your husband's name is Rudy right yes it is um and that's kind of like if I'm just looking at rude hill share with us a little bit about the concept behind the name of your company well
0: the name of rude hill if I, I don't have children. And if I w- was to have a daughter, her name would have been Root Hill Abbott. Ooh. But Root Hill was taken already. That name was taken for the company. Mm. Um, so we added the D, and then it was Root Hill, mm-hmm. um, Rudy and Hilda. But actually, Root Hill means uh, the R is real estate, the U is United Investments, the D is development, H is home inspection. I is insurance and L is legal and lending services. So the name encompassed what we wanted to do with the company when it was created and it just came about as as a flow. But the actual name came Um, as Root Hill without the The D. D. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so nice. Wait a minute, okay, rewind, er, and then we'll get off of of Root Hill, but it's just so exciting unpacking it. So all of the things that you just mentioned, real estate um, development, homeowners, home insurance, um, legal lending, all that, you are able to provide all of those services within your organization?
0: Once the Root Hill Companies is formed, Uh it will be Root Hill Real Estate, Root Hill United Investments, Root Hill Development. So all these six companies will encompass Root Hill Companies wow. as a whole. We already started with the R, which is um, um, the real, real estate, estate part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting, Hilda, holy smokes. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a lot to keep you busy. Yeah, uh-huh. a lot to keep you busy, but I have um, very good people within our team um, and our executive team that believe in this vision and seeing that working together and bringing everything together as um, the real estate hub will be beneficial for the clients um, at the end of the day when they're looking for um, real estate services. All these six components come in to one transaction. Mm -hmm. So having the right team behind you for either a purchase of, of your own personal primary residence or for an investment, or if you're looking for a space to lease or to buy, having the right team together, working together, um, it makes the, the the system much smoother.
1: Yeah, more fluid having mm-hmm. all
0: in one place, the resources rather than having to,
1: oh, this is my this person, this is my mm-hmm. that person, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Really quickly to kind of bring it full circle, as we are seated here with a company of a very handsome gentleman named Alex, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And our producer, Mike. Ba-do-tsh. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two handsome gentlemen, shall I say. I have had the opportunity to spend some time with you guys over the past few years, and you guys have a very unique culture that you kind of breed across your organization. So share with our listeners a little bit about the in-house culture of Root Hill and what is important to you as far as mission and values. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, for me... our saying is real estate plus community inclusion equals empowerment. And by that is bringing everyone together at the same table, regardless of what position you're in. And um, I've been very fortunate to hold um, executive positions, even if they were not companies that I formed, but also I've been partner in in um, a, another company prior to Root Hill so the culture for me is having the right team and that everyone is invaluable to the organization and I think that a lot of leaders do miss that point well they're my staff I have to pay them or if they don't want to come to work I could find someone else but that actually puts back the momentum especially on a growing company that everyone is so important in within all of us so I've been very fortunate of having people like Alex and, and um, Albert and Sulis and, and, and um, Angelica and Joyce. I mean, all these plus mentors that have come together um, believing in the same mission. And that's why I think our growth has been more than what we have expected for the short amount of time.
1: I'd say that, too. You know, I'm able just to observe you guys through social media and within the community. And you guys are definitely a united force Mm -hmm. and you're you're making an impact. So Mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing your growth and success as the years continue. Let's just kind of rewind the clock a little bit and get to know personally a little bit about you, Hilda. Mm -hmm. Share with us a little bit about where you grew up, um, how you made it here to Gwinnett County and kind of fill in some
0: blanks for us. Well, I've been living um, in Gwinnett County. Well, Georgia, I've only lived in, in Gwinnett County, but um, for 13 years now. Prior to that, I was raised in Miami, but I was born in Texas. So my mom and my dad are of Dominican Republic descent. Um, Don't ask me what they were doing in Texas, because that's (laughs) not one of the states that people from the Dominican um, um, migrate to. But um, that's where I was born, and then I was raised um, in Miami. So we moved here to Georgia. My husband is a mechanical engineer. And he actually won a bid um, to do a subdivision where all the HVAC units, that was in Bethlehem. So it was supposed to be a six to ten month project. And here we are now. So after it was completed, um, we just loved it and we stayed and we stayed living here. Mm
1: So 13 years here in Georgia what you said that you have a long tenure in real estate yourself Mm -hmm. so kind of take us through that career path like what inspired you to get into the world of real estate when you acquired your license is it at all like the process Mm -hmm. is today?
0: Mm -hmm. Well it's it it was um, the the exam was um, paper and and pencil. (laughs) Fill in the bubbles and it was (laughs) proctored. It was it was at that time um, I started in um, what now it's called the bottom feet of real estate, which is um, apartment leasing. And I was getting paid $10 an hour and $50 per new lease and $25 for renewals. Um, and I attribute that the compassion that I have now and what I learned so much about people and the different stages in life I do attribute it to starting off in the apartment industry multifamily. So from there, I started as leasing. I became um, an assistant manager, property manager, senior property manager. Most of my career, probably 15 years of my career, I spent in the multifamily sector. Um, But after I did leasing, we did acquisitions, also disposition, working with investments reo properties with the big banks um boa wells um bbnt at that point but that was probably when i was 15 years into my career i started doing the multi-level 500 700 units acquisition bringing in a team um, getting the properties up to speed mm-hmm. rent them out lease them out and then an investor will come and buy a solid portfolio so wow. from there um I didn't do much of the residential sales um, here or there. I did for my family, but most of it has been in the commercial sector, multifamily, or large portfolios.
1: Wow. That's funny when you're talking about acquisitions. I I had a small um, hand in an acquisition of a hotel once upon a time, and we Mm -hmm. had to execute a PIP, Mm -hmm. property improvement plan. Mm -hmm. So when you were saying Mm -hmm. that, I was like, I wonder if that's a PIP. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say you probably did. You say cut your teeth at the bottom level there. Ten bucks an hour, man, with a $50 uh, commission. That's really, you're having to stack those those dollars and dimes. But mm-hmm. I really do love how you said that that's why you have such an appreciation mm-hmm. and so much compassion. I can only imagine the scenarios that you've seen and leasing and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but getting back to your passion for real estate, did you just wake up one day and you said, hey, you know, this looks like it could be lucrative or I'm going to do this until I figure out what I'm going to do? Or did you know that it's something that you wanted to pursue
0: lifelong? Well, I, I, I think since I was little, I, I've loved real estate. My family has always owned the property we have lived in. Um, It's something that my dad instilled um, in us that you buy your property, you could paint it. Look, we had um, at several of our homes, we moved probably three times throughout me growing up. He would put our name on um, the concrete when they would pour the concrete of of me and my, my siblings. And he would say, you see, you wouldn't be able to do this if you didn't own this property. So for, I've always had that in me of, of homeownership and what it meant and how um, happy we grew up. We had the same friends. Most of our friends were also, you know, homeowners as well down the street. So we, we built a very close knit and we, I saw that because of real estate. We didn't have to keep moving from place to place or people asking us to move or we couldn't afford it. This was our home and it was something that was very instilled in me since I was little
1: pride of ownership mm-hmm. is what i'm hearing. Now i do have to ask, i'm sure you own your home now with your husband.
0: Yes. Did you write your name in the concrete? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need to pour a
1: sidewalk extension I d- I d- so you guys can d- write did your not, name. I not. No.
0: <laughs> we have the paws of the of the of the dogs of two of them because when we moved to our home we are currently living in, um, we only had two and since then we've acquired two more. Oh, <laughs>
1: you're a firm mm-hmm, mom. Mhm. That's very exciting. You shared a little bit about your siblings and your father, and you were speaking very endearingly of him. Tell us a little bit about your family, like what it was like growing up, how many siblings you have, and maybe about the relationship with your dad that has Mm -hmm. impacted you so greatly.
0: My dad is one of the best men I know. I've been very fortunate at having good men around me. I've been with my husband for 24 years. I know you've seen Alex with me of years. I mean, he's like he's family. He's my brother. My dad is an amazing man. I have four other brothers. Um, we get along very well and one sister. And we used to hang out a lot and, and ruffle a lot. I am the third oldest of the of the six, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Large family. Yeah. But you yourself, if I may, are you only a dog mom? So do you sometimes when people grow up in large families, they want to reproduce large families or like they want to run yes. in the opposite <laughs> <other> direction. <laughs> yes. So is that kind of the, the turn that you guys took? You'd
0: rather apply yourself to the
1: world and mm-hmm. your community and your companies.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm married young and going to school and pursuing my career and my husband as well. When we f- kind of realized, well, are we going to have kids? I was like, well, at this point we, we already have a very established way that we operate, we want to, you know, pack a bag and go for a weekend, we're able to do so. Um, We live very freely, we sleep in if we want to, we don't have all those responsibilities that I think it was going to be something that was going to change our life and we didn't want it to be hindering per se, that, well, now this kid is coming and it's messing up our lives, right? So so at that point, we just decided not to have any kids.
1: Mm-hmm. I can empathize with that. Only here, very recently, has my purview changed a little bit. But I, too, myself, for those very reasons, pursued um, my career mm-hmm. uh, rather than building a family. Um, share with us your, your cute meat story about how you and Rudy met, because you guys have been together for so long, so... Mm-hmm.
0: To. Rudy and I met in the Dominican Republic. I was living in Miami. He lived in New York, and we were both on vacation, and we met um, at a beauty salon my mom used to own. So I had graduated high school, and I was actually going to go to medical school in the Dominican um, my dad was very proud. He's, he said when, when COVID, I'm just jumping one, he's like, if you would have been a doctor, you probably would have been working at the CDC and helped. I said, well, it's my fault that COVID happened, dad. <laughs> yes, that's why. Because I'm not a doctor and, and that happened. But any anyway, you. can could prevent it. <laughs> yes, I could have. I could have prevented all that. Um, but I met Rudy because I went for, um, once I graduated high school that summer, I went to spend with my mom and um, she owned a beauty salon with my aunt. So it was, you know, my cousins and it was just a good thing. And Rudy came actually to the beauty salon to get his nails done. Mm -hmm. And guess how he got there because we were doing marketing. So he said, your marketing and your flyers and your promotions work. So my cousin and I went through the whole strip. It was very known place in the capital, um, Santo Domingo and El Malecón. And then they have all the five star hotels down that's down that strip. And my cousin and I went and did some flyers and said, well, if anyone's asking 20%, you know, twenty percent discount, and we'll give you a referral fee. So that's how Rudy came. He's like, your marketing worked. Uh, you caught me uh, uh, as a client. So since then we've been inseparable. Oh,
1: <laughs> and hey, there's he's. You can already tell the the caliber of man if he's coming in for a nice manicure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Hey,
0: and to this day you're still doing effective uh, marketing. Marketing. <laughs> he, sa- he said he, he's going to give me a testimonial that Marketing does does work when you do it at um, at at certain in levels so <laughs> just crazy just crazy uh question
1: is the salon still in existence no my no. mom sold it, it. it. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would seem entrepreneurship is something that runs in your family. So would you say that kind of observing maybe her owning the salon and the grit that your father had and you know, kind of watching her build a business is kind of where you got some of your husPA mm-hmm. in order to build the empire that you've built today? Mm-hmm.
0: It has been I've seen they very hardworking my grandmother as well, um, coming from an immigrant um country here trying to navigate, learn the language, how can they make it work with their talents and the education that they brought from the Dominican was something that they instilled with us um, since very little. My mom made us read in English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. So we are bilingual. We learned both languages at the same time. It, it wasn't because being bilingual, you're able to you know, conquer both markets. It was mostly this is your legacy, this is your generation, You must communicate with your grandmother, your grandfather, your aunts and uncles that live back in the Dominican and do not speak English. So she was very, um, a very tough mom. um, But now I see it as something that the way that she raised us was in a very good manner um, for the success that I could attribute that I have now.
1: Absolutely. And you, have, you exude those qualities. Um, for those of you just joining us, my guest today is Hilda Abbott. And we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will dive
0: back in. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things
1: that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, Marketing or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at getsourced.com. All right, and welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Peirch Marmolejo. Can you say my last name for me, Hilda? Marmolejos. Marmolejo. Man. If only I could Marmolejo sounds so beautiful coming out of your mouth. (laughs) Uh, Mom, please don't kill me, okay? I was mentioning to you, uh, much like you, my mother is a first-generation immigrant. Mm -hmm. She is from Argentina, and unlike you, my father is American, so Mm. Spanish wasn't spoken in my household, and that is one of my biggest regrets, that I did not have the tenacity, like you were mentioning, in order to grasp the language. Mine Mm -hmm. is just bits and pieces, and yes, I can apply myself at age 36 and and learn, and I think that's something that is in my future, Mm -hmm. because much like you were mentioning about your grandparents, I fear, as english is my mother's second language Mm -hmm. that should something happen to her memory down the road Mm -hmm. that she's going to revert back to spanish and that's going to be the only the only language to communicate Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i need to i need to really tighten up the straps so maybe we can practicar mucho yes we can okay very nice um i would like to know as a powerhouse woman here excuse me i know that you cover like all of georgia and probably not even just georgia you do you do business outside of the state of Georgia? Not at not at not present the present time? time, just okay. Georgia. You have quite a name for yourself here in Gwinnett County. I mentioned earlier that you were just recently featured um, as one of the GLOW speakers, and mm-hmm. I know that you're a great participant within the Chamber of Commerce. Alex actually just came back from... Dubai with mm-hmm. the chamber that's exciting mm-hmm. share a little bit about the importance of being involved within your community the power of networking and also being a positive influence or role model for those um, within the community being on stage like at the glow event or or things like that at the moxies
0: for me it's it's something that when you share your story and you see even with different ethnicities, um, I I really, really enjoyed the, the glow panel because we were from different um, walks of life, different ages, different ethnicity, and coming together and seeing the struggles that it takes um, women in leadership is, is something very amazing and unique. So being involved in the different chambers and in the different organizations and hearing what we go through as women that want to excel in our careers, whether it be in an executive corporate position or it be forming your own company, having that group, a network of people that are available to help you with the information that you need is um, detrimental if not if you don't work with the right network and get together with that.
1: What does a good leader mean to you? What does being a good leader mean to you?
0: A good leader is a leader that works in partnership with um, their team. It, It just... Just because you have that title of being the leader or the owner of the company does not make you better piece of the pie. Um, Everyone that is part of a team is there for a reason. And being a good leader for me is giving everyone the same voice if you're part of this organization, obviously you want the organization to thrive. So your opinion is very important to bring it to the table. If there are changes that some leaders do not do not like to listen to opinions, this is the way that I see my company going. Your opinion doesn't matter. It's my money. It's my stress. If the company fails, uh, as a leader, you're you're one to tank as well. Mm-hmm. But there are if you do have people within your team. You have to think back, why did you bring them into the, into the room, into the table? And acquiring the information from the people that are around you that have the best interest for the company, for me, is what makes a good leader. I like that. Mm-hmm. Throughout your
1: career, or just life as a whole, who would you say has been um, paramount in your growth? Maybe someone that has been a positive influence or role model, if you can say that, a mentor per se. Who is somebody who's been influential in your success?
0: First person would be my husband. I knew you were gonna to say right. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has been my biggest cheerleader. He that I don't know if he said he he knows how to say no to me or if I would even listen to him saying no. Um, but he every idea I have, whether it's the oddest idea, the craziest, or the most brilliant, he cheers me on. Um, He says, I know that what you're doing is for longevity. um, And when you put something together, it is because, you know, it's going to work and it's going to impact others. So that experience of him giving me that support has been um, fundamental for me personally and professionally.
1: Shout out to Rudy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, then we'll, uh, we'll reverse the question. Who have you had the opportunity to kind of take under your wing over the years, maybe through the growth of your company or just life as a whole, that you know that you have positively impacted?
0: I think the young, the, the young girls. Um, I've had my nieces work with me, and I have someone that's actually with me at Root Hill that started working with me when she was 20, and we just celebrated her 29th birthday. Oh. This week and seeing that growth. She was a child. Um, Now she has a family, bought her own property. Is doing so well and followed me throughout my career um, previous when I was uh, with we partner another company coming with me that that I feel that I did a very good impact for her mm-hmm. I have my niece that also works with me and she's been with me for six years so I think that I've made more of a bigger impact on the youth mm-hmm. that they see it um, but I I've heard from others that, that some things that I've said or classes that I've thought have actually shifted um, the way that they thought about a certain process. So. And that's the most
1: remarkable part because you've probably touched and influenced so many more people than you actually know. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's very exciting. I'm curious because you're so, um, well poised and you're so, you know, just involved what you do in order to remain, I hate using the word balance, work-life integration, (laughs) shall I say, there's no balance. (laughs) Uh, what do you like to do for fun? What do you, what do you do outside of the office that kind of keeps you whole?
0: I read a lot. Um, but it's mostly about real estate and planning and 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 different things. I mean, I I I I can't stress enough about teamwork and leadership because my folks uh, either they love me or they just don't tell me that i'm doing anything wrong i research a lot i send them things at one and two o'clock in the morning i'm like i apologize but i just thought this was amazing Mm -hmm. um i i love to um have good food Mm -hmm. um i love having great conversations um dancing Mm -hmm. wine Mm -hmm. travel I guess it's a the massages. I guess mm-hmm. a lot that, that, that women like to do. Mm-hmm. Those. But I don't have such a, a hobby, per se. I don't have a hobby that, that, that calms me down It's more on the reading and research. That, you know, that's my solace. I take a day, and I want to read about things, and, and that, that kind of balances me out.
1: Good for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a hobby either. I'm interested to hear you said hobby I was like I don't mm -hmm. like play tennis or anything like that so I don't know I'm very curious you kind of breezed over it and we don't have to dive too far into it but you mentioned um another company we partner and I don't want to spend too much time on what that company is my interest is more in how you um launched Root Hill after that chapter closed if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so you you helped launch that company. You made it successful and thriving and then you you turned uh, in a different direction and you launched and now have another successful company. What are some obstacles that you had to overcome or some challenges kind of in that transition that helped make you stronger um, with Rude Hill now? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, with the previous company, um, I was one of the founders. It was uh, two other partners, both um, women. And when COVID hit is where everything shifted. Um, The world is going to end. Everyone was in panic mode. What are we going to do? So we started liquidating assets. And the the easiest one that came to mind to us as as, um, founders of the company was to sell the residential component. And mostly work here in the Gwinnett area. And I started working with um, Hispanic realtors on a one on one. When I saw the problems that these contracts were coming to me, I mean, clients from day one losing ten thousand dollars, no due diligence, I mean just really bad information. I started negotiating with the agents. I'm like, Are you sure you want I mean, if it would have been another listing seller, mm-hmm. we would have made a lot of money. Um, from people from day one Mm -hmm. and I started teaching the agents well what about this wouldn't this be better so I played kind of both sides educating these realtors which in turn now some of them are with me in Root Hill so I, I spoke to my partners I said listen we're selling this I think we have to build a another division and that's where the realty component came in and I moved from chief operating officer Of the mother company to president and qualifying broker of the realty component it just so happened that being a hispanic broker most of the agents that were coming to the realty were hispanic women so it was a a bit of a debate is it a hispanic company is it a corporate company is it a, a 1099 is it Staff is it independent contractors? So I broke off. I first stepped down as chief operating officer and just stayed with the um, brokerage component of that company. And after it just started growing and expanding and bringing in more awareness of the um, the Hispanic community. I just saw that it needed its own light because the the brands were not matching. Mm. So the brand of the mother company, which was um, of the group, that in what I was it was turning into on the brokerage side were very different. Mm. So that's where the decision came of me. Um, being away from that company and opening up Root Hill Company. It just needed its own light. It was nothing planned on either part. Mm-hmm. We thought it was an excellent idea to open up this um, the brokerage arm of the company. And in turn, then I lost partners. I mean, I just don't know how else to put it, but we're still very good friends. It ended up very cordial. It just turned into something that needed its own name mm-hmm. and its own light. Because the other company was a corporate company. Uh, brokerage firms are all independent contractors. Um, you run it as you want. You you could have classes. You do Zoom. No one has to report to you. Uh, the broker is only involved in the sense of helping you be in compliance and making sure that all parties are in agreement and all paperwork. But the other company were more corporate, 9 to 530. So there was a, a bit of imbalance and... I feel very fortunate that it happened that way. It was very organic. It was not uh, malicious intent on any part, but it just formed into something else.
1: Well, congratulations to you for having the foresight and seeing, you know, a a different path and then gassing it Mm -hmm. and going for it. Mm -hmm. That brings me to my next um, thought. You and I were talking a little bit about your commercial real estate division within Hill, and I want to give you the opportunity to kind of expand on that.
0: In the Hispanic commercial arena, we had a panel last year in October, for the first time ever in Georgia, of full-time Hispanic commercial realtors in the state. There are actually 13 in the whole state that practice full-time commercial real estate that are Hispanic. And we are opening up now the commercial division um, at Root Hill it's Root Hill commercial to bring into education and awareness to our community that they are people that do speak their language to help you open up and and educate you how to lease a space um, how, how to buy prepare you with access to capital and also within your term that you are leasing preparing you to buy within the next three or five years. So the chambers are going to play a big part of this. Um and um the Latin American Association, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, um, Invest Atlanta, because I want to bring awareness that there are people like me right. that can help you in your language, but it is so rare that what we're forming, I mean, in our company, we have two and both of us are women. Mm-hmm. So that's even not even Hispanic uh, hispanic commercial real estate woman hispanic in commercial real estate is ve- is very rare triple threat mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're we're trying to educate some of our uh, residential agents that are that are more senior that want to explore being into the commercial arena and we are willing to do education seminar and bring mentees into it because our Hispanic community is one of the fastest growing and opening up business being entrepreneurs and having all these amazing ideas so not having the right representation in in your language is is very um upsetting to me and that fuels my fire and and opening up and having all these ideas of all this craziness beautiful mess that we have going on at root hill hmm. i love mm-hmm. it it is
1: it is a blunder. Mm-hmm. um wow, I'm just blown away. I can imagine that you've helped people gain a lot of knowledge and you've been able to help pair them with the right properties or the right resources. Mm-hmm. I know that right now um, some industries are really experiencing a hiccup in the workforce development arena. Mm-hmm. How are you in in your world um, preparing the next generation to kind of, you know, jump into what you do? You mentioned um, the the fire lab mm-hmm. and things like that. Are you able to find Young budding realtors Who want to be a part of We're going to call it I'm going to call it A root hill movement Mm -hmm. That you're able to Kind of position You know um, For future success Some companies Manufacturers Can't even find You know People to work Mm -hmm. So Ten years from now, when the boomers retire, there's not going to be a workforce in place. Are you experiencing anything like that? And if so, how are you preparing to fill that void with new agents? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we have um, within our team, we we have agents that are younger, that have worked with me before. I mentioned a couple of the young ladies, and they are actually helping me develop and work with the fire lab. Well, but but, but the fire lab is not only to become realtors, it is mostly on the education component, how to treat real estate. From there, if um, the kids is between 16 to 21, if any of them are um, enticed in learning about real estate, we then teach them send them to school but it's not as a recruiting method we just want it to be organically and that the agents and the new generation that is coming after us do have the same passion and understand what this means for their generations and 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 wealth how to build wealth with your property where you lay your head at night so those are the concepts that we're working with um with the younger generations but it's mostly to teach them on on how to protect themselves yeah mhm
1: i will say i rented for well when i moved to Gwinnett 6 years ago obviously i just had to rent and my apartment <laughs> to rent is was there's a $200 difference between my mortgage now and what i was paying for my apartment mm-hmm. and i did it because i was in transition always knowing that home ownership would be the the ultimate goal but i just look back at those 5 years as a renter and just Ah,
0: you Mm -hmm. know how
1: much money I just Mm -hmm. which could have been going towards you know owning something like that that you mentioned Um, so talk a little bit about how you prepare people for the investment side let's say I purchased my home and I do intend within the next three years to to retain it as a rental property Mm -hmm. Um, what is like the best path in order to execute something like that for someone that has no idea what they're doing
0: well it depends on on what type of investment you want to do there's the um HELOC a lot of people talk about HELOC it's home equity line of credit where they give you a certain amount based on the equity of your property and you don't have to use all those funds but you could use up to a certain amount to then give as down payment for the investment property when interest rates are low the best way to cash out is it's kind of a cash out refi. So you refinance your home with a new uh, institution, lower down your interest rate get a certain amount of funds and then invest it in another property so mm-hmm. it just depends on where the market is on interest rate right now heloc loans are better than refi um, interest rates are higher heloc loans are based on um, mostly on who you bank with mm-hmm. so their interests are lower than just a regular refinance oh
1: exciting I might have to pick your we brain have, about that. We yeah. have some
0: classes outside Oh, I would love
1: that. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, much like you, I like I absorb knowledge just like a sponge, and I crave it. So like you were saying in your downtime, you like to expand your <laughs> mind. I, too, like to do the same thing. That's what podcasts are <laughs> great <laughs> for. <laughs> Hilda, I could pick your brain about this all day long. I do just want to ask if you have any words of wisdom or, or any final thoughts that you could leave with our listeners, um, because I know that they would find a lot of value in maybe something that you have to offer from your experience
0: as um, business women getting involved with the different organizations such as the different chamber of commerce um, different women council it is very important for the growth of, of of leadership especially if you want to go into leadership roles in, in corporations or leadership roles within your or you want to form your organization um, mentoring is a big factor I cannot stress that enough I have spent a lot of money or invested a lot of money um, in, in mentoring and coaching and when I see people wanting to do it on their own and having to reinvent the wheel when there are people there that have been successful in doing it mentoring and coaching is very an important factor for the growth of any young professional Um, and third is keep getting educated it's not only getting educated on the field that you are going to be working in um, learning about different cultures and learning about different industries that could probably blend into Mm -hmm. in the future you could be doing something right now but then you find interest in something else if you want to jump from one industry to the other having the right knowledge is what's going to set you apart
1: mm, i love that hilda thank you so much for sharing and for those listening out there who are curious about root hill and all the offerings where can they find you online
0: um our website is www.roothill com, and we are on all the social media um root hill co mm-hmm. um our office is located at 3675 um, Crestwood Parkway, Suite 120 here in Duluth. We're right next yeah, door. We're neighbors. neighbors. And um, we are on all social media. Our phone number is 678-878-3888. And we do a lot of free educational financial um, seminars. Um, if anyone is interested in giving us a call, um, find out when our next classes are, and not only on home ownership, on how to become a realtor, but also on investment and, and scaling your company as well and your business.
1: Hmm. I think I will be um, in attendance to Would some love of those to have in, the in the near future. Mm-hmm. Hilda, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your very powerful story. I wish you and Rudhild the best of success here in the years to come. I know that wonderful things await you. Alex, thank you for riding in the catbird seat. For our producer, Mike, this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. I am Amanda Marmalejo. Please subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcast. They are available 24-7 online at businessradiox.com. And until next time.